everyone has a story to share that shapes the very foundations of who we are. And sometimes these stories become obstacles that we can't move past and we find ourselves stuck. A Modern Shaman is an original podcast series that shares these stories, the shit we all go through and the ability to overcome it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and become inspired as we share and find comfort in the stories that connect us. Join your hosts, Shaman Isabella and Kimberly Harlan, each week on A Modern Shaman as they explore ways for you to discover healing, growth, and joy. Learn how letting go of trauma can open up a world full of beauty that awaits us all. So, can we ask you, what's your story? This is A Modern Shaman. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A Modern Shaman. Now coming to you, not live, but from a video. So faces and, and uh, yeah, and movement. Hey, good morning. Hey, hey baby. How are you? I'm good. Um, so yesterday was Mother's Day, and I am so happy that you and your daughter, Victoria, came to Modern Shaman to have some lunch, and then and that lovely champagne you made with mango oh, yes. lime. No, it was, uh, we, we did uh, mimosas for all um, the moms. Mimosa. Mango, a mango lime mamo, mimosa. God. It was um, very, very good, I have to say. Good. I am so yeah, glad you enjoyed fun. it. And, and uh, I, yeah. Yeah. And if you guys have not uh, seen the one with our daughters that we did last week, uh, go back and take a look. It was it was interesting to be with our daughters. For me, I think we were both scared. We were both kind of like apprehensive about what they might say. We were both trying to be, you know, moms. And it was different. We didn't yeah, really they, they, from. <laughs> they um, came across as two very thoughtful, mature, brilliant, individuals, talented individuals on the serious side. And yeah, they did. Know, that's not necessarily who they are, but I think that they were trying um, to be good for us. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. was, it was just great that they, it was, it was, it was enjoyable. I think that show was great. That was our reward after doing however many episodes have we got now? I think we're like on sweet 16. Well, and I think it leads right into today's topic of sensitive people because I see our girls as extremely sensitive. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they're reacting to our sensitivities. And I think about uh, how I did the same thing with my mom and I still do. And, and really all the people that I love and have, to, and have relationships with. And then I get it. Then it gets into like employees and customers. It's a lot. Yeah, it is. A lot. I do the same thing with clients. Um, but so on this topic, right? I was me and TikTok. I do love my TikTok, I have to say. And I was watching Drew Barrymore, who I absolutely adore. And uh, I don't know the guy's name. It's um, Russ. What's the guy's name? Anyway, he was talking Ross. about- It's Ross. He was talking about how sensitivity is a superpower. And I thought, finally, Finally, somebody's talking about sensitive people in a positive manner. 
because yeah. you're normally talked about negatively. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. So, usually so how can we switch that narrative? How do we switch that? And, and it's a time article, uh, you know, and an Oxford academic, like they have all these links on the time article. So go check out that time article about sensitive people and it'll blow your mind. And, you know, when I broached it with you and asked if you were sensitive, I said, no, no, right? I know. No, absolutely I'm not. not. I am none of that. Not a sense. But then if you just take, I took like what, three seconds to go, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's not exactly true. I am very sensitive on the inside, but I've worked well, you're hard. A cancer, or maybe, I just, so. I would, maybe I was just born this way. Yeah. I'm a cancer crab. I'm like, kind of mush on the inside, but I have this hard shell to, to protect myself, which is, right. which is also maybe, you know, called ego. Like it's, it's, it's a protection mode when you are super sensitive, you got to figure out how to, I wonder like, today. like if there's different types of sensitive. So from the article I picked up, first of all, it's genetic, which I had no idea that blew me away. We know, isn't it funny? I mean, we know so little about ourselves and how we get to be ourselves. And yeah, to, to think of something as being emotional and, you know, uh, not physical as being genetic, that's so interesting. I love that. Yeah. And, and now people are paying attention to that. I think we're trying to become a kinder, gentler, more compassionate planet, but... Uh, Taking its time, man. Taking its time, not going it's so well. One, I, mean, I have always, like, I've always known I was sensitive. I'm like extremely, extremely sensitive. And when I, when Victoria was little um, and people were sarcastic, I used to all, cause sarcasm really, really hurt me. And I was really, really good at it. Like I could be the biggest bitch. I could be like, well, we, you know, we have the old me. The old no, no, but that's an interesting. Really. But that, that's how I protected myself, and I think people protect themselves with sarcasm. But I raised Victoria differently, so I would tell her, sarcasm is a way of being mean and getting away with it. But before all that, Louise was sarcastic with her when she was like five years old, and she turned around like, you know, because she didn't know what it was. And I go, oh, honey, that's sarcasm. I guess you better learn about it. You're about to go to school. You know, like you do have to teach your kids about sarcasm. Yeah. And, you know, I just think it's a way of being mean and getting away with it. And I think that it is a way of protecting ourselves. So how do sensitive people protect yourself, your, ourselves? How do you recognize that you're a sensitive? And so in the article, they talked about, you know, you, you feel deeply and you're overstimulated and, and but you're also good at decision-making. Now, See, I think there's like two sides, right? I'm not a great decision maker until I am. You know, I can vacillate and go back and forth, but I am in my head a lot and I do overthink things. And uh, yeah, I'm extremely, I mean, I think the shamanism allowed me to be sensitive. The shamanism allowed me to create boundaries and learn more about myself and be okay with being sensitive. But I remember this guy, he was always oh, so rough. Like, he was one of Victoria's best friend's dads and he was just so overbearing. And, and he, I would say to him, like, why do you have to be so overbearing? And he's like, why do you have to be so sensitive? 
we're all we're all trying to figure it out we're all on this planet you know like starring in our own movies in our heads and our hearts yeah and <laughs> and, and the overlap is where it gets tricky in um in relationships or just dealing with anybody at the gas station um my husband michael is one of the sweetest people on the planet with the biggest hearts and he can freaking zing you to the ground with his sarcasm. He just did it in our kitchen to the oh, dishwasher. Wow. And I just looked at him and he's like, oh, oh, what just happened? And I go, you're an asshole. Oh, like, God. No, that was just an asshole. That was just straight up mean. And it, sometimes it just comes out. And it, I think it is something that we learn as kids. You know, you go to school and kids are kids can be so mean. Oh, uh, we all know that. We've all been there. We've experienced it. We we've done it, and it just gets ingrained in us somehow. Nobody, yeah. you know, teaches us not to do that necessarily. So, it, so, so they're saying that thirty percent of the population is sensitive, and I don't know that I agree with that. I feel that everybody is born sensitive, that they're born a sensitive, you know person and that through being raised and through their experiences shut down parts of themselves and yeah. learn how to manage and walk in this world yeah. without feeling everyone's you know everyone's attack now now you know i don't know like it, are are only sensitive people impacts or are i guess non-sensitive people impasse. I just, it, it's like, I, I don't get it. I, I think every, because, and I come up with that because when I first started the shamanism and I was, you know, up against people that were, uh, you know, they could see or they could hear or, yeah. and I was, I, I could only feel. So I, I coined this phrase, I feel I did. I don't know if I did or not, feeler healer. And so I would tell everyone like, I'm a feeler healer. And I think everybody's a feeler healer. I think it's the first thing you're born with. I think when you're in the womb, that's the first thing you get, right? It's the first of your six senses that develops. You're in the womb and you can feel your mother's emotions. Yeah, good for better and for worse. Oh yeah. Because I, I have a whole blog about that somewhere. How to, you know, your unborn child and <laughs> really regulate your emotions while you're pregnant. But that's a Joe for another time, but you know, so you're a, you're a feeler healer, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, no, like I believe we're all, we all are empaths. We can all feel other people. It's just that we shut these down or the way we're raised shuts these down um, so that we can look, walk in this world. Cause can yeah. you imagine just walking around as a big open sensitive all the time? I mean, the world yeah. is a place to live in. Yeah, it is. I, and I, <clears throat> I think it's something that, you know, you have to practice like anything else. You have to become conscious of it, become self-aware. That's the trick. That's not always easy. And, um, and then practice it. Just be. So how do you become self-aware? <clears throat> In the worst, um, most difficult parts of my life, um, and I would say that in general, that was surrounding, so, I mean, life is difficult. Life, we don't come here to, we don't come here to like 
have it easy. Even if you're born in the easiest situation, you're still going to experience suffering and pain. Yeah, That's well, the nature of this world. So I would say that the most difficult um, chunk of time, which went on for years, was surrounding, for me, was surrounding the, the end of my 12-year marriage and just having to navigate that with a six and an eight-year-old. Um, and I, I've mentioned this before, but you know, addiction was a big part of it. The kid's dad was all of a sudden not in the house or, um, and not him, not his regular self anymore because he was going through recovery and had to just go away from us. And um, so, so the th three years of divorce and, and all of that. Um, the way I got through that and becoming a single mom is I just started reading. I mean, like, I just got the message. Thank God, like, you know, go find teachers. So I just started, I went to work every day and I'd go home and I'd get in bed and read and read and read. And I, I discovered, you know, Eckhart Tolle and um, Pima Chodron and um, so, so many great teachers. And I- well, Yeah, reading is, a, is, is one good way to become more aware of yourself. One thing I always did was I would like, take a personal inventory at night and I would write down like how, what, what I did that day. If I hurt someone, if I was nasty, if I, if I had, you know, and just to like, look at my behavior, not to beat myself up, just to become aware of it and then forgive myself. And then yeah, that's great. I'll try to do better next time. Or I want to be a better person. And I read Louise Hay. You know, I did that, you know, you can do your life um, because my, my thing would always come physically. And I don't know if that's because I'm a sensitive or an empath and I would get hit, uh, you know, with the energy and it would take physical form. But, you know, if I was, you know, I went back to school. So when I first was in recovery and I got my life together, I, I went back to school and the first day of school, my back went out. I was, I, or like the week before, let's say, and I was flat on my back and I, I couldn't move and I literally had to make, pull myself up and make myself and get my daughter to daycare and get myself to Saddleback College. And, and um, actually I might've been pregnant already or, or still, I might've been pregnant because that was the first, yeah. Do you think that your backbone- I'm pregnant with that. But you know, and I, and I made myself- Do you think your back going out was like more an, an energetic thing? Oh yeah. Trying to keep me from moving forward. Oh yeah. Okay. The body is, you know, it, it's a trip. So there's, there's so many things to being a sensitive and, and an empath and a feeler healer. There's so many of these attributes that, you know, if we can start to change the narrative and tell ourselves, or if somebody says, oh, you're being, you're overreacting, you're being too sensitive. If we can have a boundary Rather than going into our sensitivity and going, oh my God, you're so right. You know, having a boundary and saying, no, actually, yeah, uh, it's a it's a superpower. It's a strength of mine. Yeah. My sensitivities yeah. are my strength. I mean, I could not do the work I do if I wasn't as sensitive as I am. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I I would I think I I agree with that for myself as well. I just don't. 
now it's a little bit on autopilot because because of the practice and working um, with the teachers that I've worked with, you know, including you. So that's yeah, yeah. I think it does become automatic eventually. Yeah. So for those people out there that feel like, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know what they're talking about or or I feel that, but I don't know how to get there. One of the tricks I always used was acting as if. I would just act as if I, oh, yeah. I would just act as if I could be more positive. I just acted as if I could get out of my mind for a minute. Oh yeah. Fake it till you make it. There's <laughs> so much to that. That is, there's so much to that. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I love that. I love, and I, I think like falling in love with your sensitivity, fall in love with who you are, how you walk in the world, how you present yourself. And you know, that mindfulness expo, when I did it last year, I talked about creativity and how many people feel like they're creative. I, I, a handful of people raise their hand, hmm. which shows a lot of people don't feel they're creative. And perhaps it's because they've blocked that sensitive part of themselves in order to function in the world. Yeah, they haven't exercised that mus muscle. Yeah. Or they learned early that maybe, you know, creativity, actually, I think we're taught, our parents teach us, you know, that creativity doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I know. Starving artist. Starving artist. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you know, do what you love, but don't true. try to monetize it. Be, but, you know, why yeah, not? That, you know, my dad always said, do what you love and the money will follow. Yeah. Oh, do what you love and the money will follow. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's unusual. Do what you love and the money will follow. And I've taught that to Victoria. Yeah. And she's flying to DC right now as we speak. I know. I love the way she's, she's, um, diversity conference. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's created a way to use her creativity to make, make some money. It's yeah. so. And to live, I mean, just yeah. if we spend so much time behind the desk or going to work or, mm. you know, striving to have things. Yeah. I remember my son telling me a long time ago, I was living in Idaho, getting my master's degree and I came into town and he was a car salesman and he's like, uh, when are you going to, and I drove like a beater, you know, yeah. when are you going to get like a new car, mom? When are you going to like get a real house or I can't remember what he was like so into like stuff, right? <laughs> so bad. I go, <clears throat> I could live naked on a mountaintop and be happy. Yeah. I need a new car. I don't need stuff. And I think it's the American dream that we all bought into. It's this bigger, better. I, I was like, Bigger, bigger, better, better, more, more, bye, bye, now, now. Bigger, bigger, better, better, bye, bye, more, more, now, now. And the beauty of COVID, I believe, is that everyone stopped. People started cleaning out their stuff, getting yeah. rid of things, giving away stuff, yeah. and downsizing and realizing, like, I don't need all this stuff to satisfy me. So this stuff plays into sensitivity as well. Yeah. Um, we are definitely indoctrinated through advertising and marketing by big corporations, you know, to, to 
they actually foster a sensitivity, I believe, for their purposes. Right. That are counterproductive to ourselves, but we still give them our money. It's kind of. I know. I know. It's kind of scary. As well, that what is that stuff doing? It's satisfying a need. So if the sensitive person is, or any person is like empty, feeling empty because yeah. they're giving all their power to whatever, and then they need to fill a, you know, want to fill this hole, want to fill this need, you know, and I, I know I've done it. I know I've, you know, shopped or oh, yeah. sex or drugged or, you know, whatever. Yeah, for sure to fill this, this hole. And, and so the other thing, you know, what you read and I wrote was dancing. I used to move my body a lot. I used to dance a lot. I stopped doing that. Huh. I did a Zoom um, workshop with you during COVID and you made us get up and dance. The detox, the detox series. Yeah, and I'm just in my yeah. my living room, just thinking, oh God, this is so dumb. But then you just have to let go of your sensitivity and um, and your judgment on yourself. Exactly, that's huge. Huge. Yeah, judgment on yourself, feeling like other people are judging you and judging yourself and your sensitivities, or or the fact that you're not creative or a, it's all a mind fuck, man. The whole thing to me is mind fuck. I know. It's like, stop. I have this commercial I did a long time ago on the website. I don't know where it is now, but the old website. Uh, it might be on the new one, I don't know. Anyway, at the end, I was like, leave yourself alone, get out of your own way. And I, I would replay that and watch, my, <laughs> watch myself. And just be like, leave, leave yourself alone. Get out of your own way. No, that's, then it becomes a mantra. That's, that's my mantra. Yeah. That's what I'd like to leave you guys with. I, yeah, sense, mantras for sensitivities are the best because. Ooh, that's a thing. I know. I, and I, ha, I have, I have a couple, I have a few that I go to. Right now it's trust, faith, surrender. Trust, I just, mm, mm, trust, faith, surrender. Trust, faith, surrender. Trust, faith, surrender. Because I, I made I up another choice. Song. I made up this little song years ago and I did it with a group of elderly people. It's really for little kids to do a round robin with. Wow. But the elderly people, got, I had like 30 people in a room and they all got up, put their hands on their hips, made gestures and did the round robin. It was the most adorable thing. And it goes like this. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I do. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. How about you? Then they sing it. And then, and it was, so that was my mantra. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. Yeah. Yeah, then, then that love is filling up that hole. You don't have to buy a new car. Right. But the negativity will, you know, come in and judge. And so that's the ego, right? And then yeah. we pull ourselves back in to our own divine line, attach our light to the front of our spine, shine our light from the inside out, become a mirror for the world to see. Here's your good vibes card for the day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, move. Moving with mantras. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. 
Mantras for sensitive people and moving with mantras. We're going to do something with that. I don't know what. Okay. Do something with that. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, thanks guys for joining us again. And um, until the next time, you got something to say? Uh, no, just, you know, thanks for everybody uh, uh, for hanging in there with us as we've, we've learned how to do this and grow. And it's, you know, definitely yeah. something that we're committed to keep on doing. And thank you for everything, Isabella. Just want to say that. And again, happy Mother's Day yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it was so fun. Mother's Day every day. I got some pictures from, uh, from us sitting around the table too. Oh, cool. I can't wait to see those. I, um, yeah, I mean, uh, we've been growing. Our sound quality was like whatever. And our, whatever, you know, it's like those faithful listeners that keep, writing to us and telling us how they're feeling and giving us their stories or wanting to be on the show. Um, looking forward to June 12th when we have uh, Ariel Astoria and her book, The Unfolding. And just, we're just, you know, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you want to, you, you want us to talk about, what you want to learn about. Um, we're here for you. Yeah, cool. Time. Peace. Bye.